Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. Surprise, 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 Eagles fans. This is Burry's 365. He's Rick Ceratella, and I am Tone DeShields II. And we're here filling in for Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Now, as you guys already know, John McMullen is our Eagles insider, and he's covering things at the Novacare Complex. They decided to move up training camp, I believe, in half an hour or about an hour early. So normally when we, you know, normally when we're taking over for the guys, John will come in for a guest spot at the beginning. And then, you know, he'll dip out at that 830 mark. But unfortunately, that's not the case. But it's all good. You're fortunate enough to be in the presence of the, the man, the myth, the legend from the NFL draft Bible, Rick Ciratella. How are you feeling, Rick? Tone, what's happening, my man? It's the dog days of August. We got to get the players out of the heat there down in Philly. So, uh, you know, they moved it early. I got I got the uh, all-knowing John McMullen depth chart. I did a new 53-man roster projection this morning, so we can get into a little bit of that. And I think we're seven practices in with seven practices to go, three preseason games. Right. Uh, we got a game this weekend, man. Buckle up. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to the Jets game because – I mean, we, we play the Jets every year, and I say we because everyone knows I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I mean, I'm biased. It is what it is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's something about those preseason games. I'm so used to going to them every year with my dad, uh, and now I'm actually going to be covering them. So it's, 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 it's a different vibe for me. It's, it's, it's a different energy. You know, I can only imagine you. Like, how do you balance your fandom, you know, with your craft, you know, with, you know, with your day-to-day duties, being, you know, being an NFL scout? Yeah, I mean, I think once uh, you get into the business a little bit and get a little taste of it, the, the fandom kind of goes out the, the window real quick and you realize this is a business. And I grew up, ironically enough, I was a big John Elway guy. So I grew up uh, in, in the 80s with, with the Broncos uh, phenomenon and uh, Dan Reeves and, and and Mike Shanahan and Wade Phillips and, and some of those John Elway teams. And, 
you know, always, uh, always kept a, a tab on the local football teams as well. And then, you know, once you get into the business, you kind of realize uh, all fandom goes out the window, just like everything else, whether you're a player, uh, whether you're a coach, whether you're in the media, you know, football is, is a straight business. Yeah, absolutely, my man. And, you know, let's get straight to it. I, I, I mentioned before we got started, I wanted to start off with defense. And, you know, the defense, in my opinion, might be the most intriguing storyline of this Philadelphia Eagles team uh, throughout this offseason. And it will be throughout the entire season because, you know, Jonathan Gannon, he has a lot of pressure on him. You know, he's someone who comes, who appears to be sought after by other teams to be a head coach. But, you know, as Eagles fans, we haven't really seen what these other people are seeing or we can't maybe we can't digest it or process it or or comprehend it. But from what we're able to see with the eye test, Jonathan Gannon was a passive defensive coordinator in 2021. But he appears to have the talent that he also claimed that he needed. And. I want to talk about this linebacker room. You know, I've been immensely impressed by guys like TJ Edwards and Kaiser White, Davion Taylor. Most importantly, TJ Edwards throughout training camp because, you know, TJ Edwards is a guy that came in, I believe, undrafted out of Wisconsin. And the reason he went undrafted was because of a 4.78 or 4.89 40 that he ran. He basically basically ran a, a a terrible 40 yard time. And, that you know that had teams you know not have him as high. He I think he came ranked second in you know the Dick Buckets Award uh you know you know uh, the voting. So a guy like T.J. Edwards, then you think about Kaiser White. You know there's so much talent. And then I haven't even brought up Nicobe Dean, and you have Hassan Reddick, who's that that edge. You know that Sam linebacker, and you know I, I, I have to ask you, having this amount of talent in the linebacker room, and these guys are versatile as well. How does a guy like Jonathan Gannon even begin to maximize guys like this? How, like, how do, how does a guy like Jonathan Gannon even begin to figure out his combinations with these line with these linebackers? Because you know, there's only two linebackers on the field these days now. Yeah, and I think you know you got to kind of uh, go week to week, matchup to matchup, mix and match, you know, and, and adjust accordingly, and you know, kind of have that Hassan Reddick is the, the X factor of your linebacker unit. So uh, Kaiser White. TJ Edwards, you know, locked those guys in. We talked about the maturation uh, of a TJ Edwards, and he's taken a, a tremendous step forward. Uh, Kaiser White, I thought, was one of the most underrated kind of free agent signings. I think we're going to see him get to show his sidelines, a sideline prowess. Um, and so you got two new starters right there. Uh, TJ Edwards kind of taking his game to the next step. So, yeah, you got to play the matchups. The NFL is a game of mismatches. So week by week, if Jonathan Gannon is worth his weight in salt, he'll be able to adjust and kind of game plan accordingly. Uh, they got the Lions week one. I know uh, we, we, t- we brag about the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. I think I lost. I think I lost Rick for a second. But – yeah, you know, this, this line. You there, Rick? Yeah. You got oh, I almost lost. Yeah, I almost lost yeah. you. Go ahead. Yeah, so, 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 you know, you got the backups right now. Like, I'm trying to see the depth here. Uh, Nicobe Dean, I think, makes the roster as a backup to, to maybe TJ Edwards. Davion Taylor is that backup to Kaiser White, I think, at this point. And ideally, in an ideal world, Patrick Johnson is kind of that sandbacker uh to to play Hassan Reddick if need be 
And so, you know, guys like Christian Ellis, who were on this team last year, he's kind of, to me, on the outside looking in. Jacoby Stevens, you know, didn't really work out as a safety. They try him at linebacker. Does he have a role on this squad? I love Jacoby. He, he's a fireball, spitball of energy. Uh, I'm just having a hard, tr- you know, trouble finding a spot. You know, to me, Sean Bradley is the seventh linebacker. He's just too good. He plays special teams. He's a leader of men. Uh, he brings that Temple toughness. So I have Sean Bradley as kind of the the seventh linebacker now. Uh, Jacoby Stevens, maybe he sticks around the practice squad. Kyron Johnson, I think, is a practice Yeah, so uh, sorry about the technical difficulties, you guys. Uh, yeah, these guys like TJ Edwards, Nicole Dean, Kaiser White, these guys have these guys have tremendous upside, if you ask me. You know, I, I, I've been so intrigued by TJ Edwards because of his beginnings and where he and where he came from and his work ethic. And he's grinded and he's taken every necessary step to try to get on that field. I remember when TJ Edwards uh, had an opportunity to get on the field. Uh, you know, when guys got injured and he just, you know, took the opportunity and essentially ran with it. So you really can't you really can't doubt a guy like T.J. Edwards. You know, so many fans, you know, assumed that the moment that Kobe Dean was drafted. T.J. Edwards would be immediately out the door. Now, I understand that. I, I understand that uh, T.J. Edwards is a guy that you know, hat, it, it is in a one-year contract. He doesn't have the most security. But, Xander, you know, I'm curious to know what you think, right? You know, this linebacker room, they've they've added a lot of talent. You know, Kaiser White, Nicole Dean, uh, you know, Hassan Reddick, and you still have T.J. Edwards who continues to just get better and better. You know, how does a guy like Nicole Dean break through when a guy like T.J. Edwards is better and just continues to take his game to another level? I think it's a good thing. But first, let me, before I uh, give the opinion on the linebacker, I'll jump in here having some issues with, with uh, Sarah Tellis and me and Tone sitting in for the big chair. (laughs) Right. Brother. But all right. uh, I think it's a good thing. uh, The linebackers, because I know we've wanted to see Nicobe in there and we've wanted linebackers in the city forever, but with how talented that guy is and how smart he is putting him on the bench for a year is, I think is going to aid in his development, just like any young player, you know, most young players, you say they come into the league they learn. Even Jordan Davis, as talented as he is, he's learning how to be an NFL defensive lineman. I think it'll be the same thing for Nicobe Dean, and I think it's going to pay off uh, in in the end. I think he's going to be a really good player, but it doesn't worry me in the slightest that he's getting up to speed. I mean, this is the NFL. These are the greatest athletes on planet Earth. Uh, you got to get up to speed, uh, and that's fine. That's fine by me. I, I think it's a good thing. Like Seth Joyner said at our press conference, though, I think it's all on Gannon, dude. I think it all comes back to Jonathan Gannon. If he's not aggressive, if he's passive and his mindset remains the same, that mindset's going to be taken on by the entirety of the defense. And I think that's where the problem might lie. But look, they talk about the personnel. They talk about how many new people they added this year. They talk about all that. So we're supposed to see an improved Jonathan Gannon, right, Tone? Yeah, but you know, here's my thing with that, right? You, 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 you really know how good a coach is when he doesn't have everything he needs. 
you find you, you you really find out how much of a schemer, you know, how talented a guy is, you know, you know, right. in, you know, in between the ears when he doesn't have everything he needs. But Jonathan Gannon, he kept dying, he kept falling on this sword, indicated that he didn't have what he needed. And okay, you have it now. You know, you 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 laid it out there. You know that you know that's been your narrative from from the beginning. You don't have the personnel. All right, okay, let's play ball then. Let's that's find out. Way, I'm not a huge fan of you know. I mean, yeah. I get it. You don't have it, but what? I, I'm never going public with that personally. If I'm a coach, yeah, let me just go out and say, hey, my defense stinks right now, and Derek Carr went 31 of 34 against us because my players stink. I don't Personally, like that. I would never have taken that approach, but I don't know. It seems to have gone pretty fine for him to say that, and now everyone just wants him to get better, you know, or, or have better personnel and be better. But I would have never taken that route in, in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Now I will give him credit for this. Last season he had the presence of mind to say, you know what, this guy, Eric Wilson at linebacker is not getting it done at all. He was, he was, he he, he was a linebacker going vegan, bro. He was a liability. So like had no meat on his bones, you know, couldn't even lay the wood. So he, he, he made that adjustment and put in because originally his lineup was Alex Singleton and Eric Wilson, right? Right. Right. Which I didn't really understand, but Eric Wilson came in, you know, with this high praise because he had a career season with the Vikings the season before, and we thought that could translate, but clearly that wasn't the case. And um, I'm looking at guys like TJ Edwards and Davion Taylor when they got put in, and the entire defense changed. Like that, like we we couldn't stop the run at all. All of a sudden, you bring you bring in TJ Edwards and Davion Taylor. Now, now now you're beginning to see more physicality. Right. You know what I'm saying? And well, that linebacker curious, core is big, man. That that linebacker core doesn't just impact the linebacking core and, and any football fan knows this right. that watches the game that consumes the game that is an Eagle fan, the defensive line is not going to be the best version of the defensive line. If the linebacker crew is not up to par, the defensive Absolutely. backs are not going to be the best version of defensive backs. They can be if they have to compensate for poor linebacker play in the middle of the field. So we know that um, that's, that's important. And I think even just that alone is going to make our defense that much better. Just the fact that we have guys that are going to get up and, and plug the holes, guys that are going to you know chase down ball carriers. We have we have some pretty good linebackers right now that I think will make – forget the linebackers being better. I think the defensive line and the defensive backs are going to be able to be really good this year because they're not going to have to compensate for the middle of the field and, and playing that position too. Yeah, you know, the linebacker – for some reason, the linebacker position – seem to be a dying art in Philadelphia. And I'm curious to know why do you think that is? Why do you think Howie Roseman? I think it's like the running backs, dude. I think I think Howie sees it exactly the same. And maybe he doesn't now. That's why he drafted Nicobe Dean. That's why he's got, you know, he signed Kazir White. But I think he sees it as an expendable position. I can save money on that position. Spend it elsewhere, maybe fifteen million on a Samaritic edge rusher. James Bradbury gets ten million. Spend it in those places. Sign AJ Brown, and I think we can be a better football team without having to, you know, go bananas on the spending in the middle. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that works or if it doesn't work. I'm not an expert enough to know if they're right or wrong in that philosophy, but that's why I think they've done it, and and maybe they're changing. I mean, maybe. Maybe this summer, this offseason has been the changing of the guard where, you know, the front office looked and was like, look, it's a new world. It's a new NFL. It's a new game today. 
and we need good linebackers in the middle. If we don't, our defense is as good as Swiss cheese. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they did see that. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, the defense being Swiss cheese, right? You saw time and time again throughout these past few years with our linebacker room, they seem to constantly be the, the weakest athletes on the field. And if you think about it, where the NFL is going, these t- these tight ends, they're getting more and more faster, ath- athletic. Exactly. Bigger, faster, quicker, stronger. Essentially, they're they're like linebackers, but, you know, with wide receiver skills. And you're you're being forced to guard these guys, you know, to, you know, get, get physical with these guys, but you can't get hands on them. You, you, you can't stay in front of them. And linebackers, you know, that's why I love what Harvey Roseman has done with these guys, right? Because they're a white, a guy that's able to run sideline to sideline, east, right. west, you know what I mean? He's being slugged I mean, he's he's still getting a little bit of love now in the last couple of weeks, which I've seen yeah. a couple a couple of guys on Jacob have done the same. He is an impressive player. He is really athletic, really fast. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people just because we're used to, I mean, yo, there was people in this city saying Alex Singleton was good just because I think we were talking ourselves <laughs> into wanting to believe that Alex Singleton was an okay linebacker. Oh, I was one of those people. <laughs> a different level of talent this year, so I think it's going to make a big difference. Oh my God, I was one of those people. Oh man, you can't you, listen, man. It, that that's what happens when you're, you know, you ever have the, you ever have the off brand of something for so long, and then the the moment you actually have the name brand version of it, you're like, it doesn't taste as good. It's, what, right, what, it's not as what, good. Exactly. It's not as good. It's not as good because you're so used to mediocrity. You're yep. so used to, you're so used to the. The crappy version of something. Yeah, when you finally get when you, when you finally get luxury and opportunity, and, and, and you actually get something of high quality, you don't know how to handle it. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, so, it's true. Yeah. So I'm excited, I mean, man. We're on the defense, and I'm. I gotta say that that James Bradbury signing though to me, with add, adding him alongside Derry, and we I see Rick just pop back into the queue, so we'll add him in. Um, and I'll get Rick's thoughts on this actually right out of the gate here before we hit a break. <clears throat> That James Bradbury signing, what does that do for what does that do for Darius Slay, the linebackers, the defensive line? I know everyone talks about wait, we have another great cornerback. That's great. We know he's going to be able to cover better. What how does that change the defensive philosophy? Me and Tone just talked about this a second ago, where they added better linebackers, and that makes the linebacker crew better, but it certainly makes the defensive line better. They don't have to compensate. It makes the defensive backs better. They don't have to compensate for what the linebackers uh, we're missing out on what does a James Bradbury do uh, to the secondary, to the defense as a whole, to to maybe to what Jonathan Gannon's thinking about doing? Yeah, I mean Xander here's a guy that. Gets... Oh, Rick, one sec, dude. I gotta fix your mic. Yeah, uh, mic is right uh, kicking out on me here. Yeah, 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 you got me. So you got me now. Oh no, yeah, oh, no. yeah. Sorry, Rick. Okay, uh, you, you sound like a uh, like a yeah, robot. You sound like chicken. a robot. I don't know what's going on with your mic. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta get we gotta get that sorted out. Uh, but let me handle this real quick. Put that on. Hey, Rick, turn them. Turn me now. Yep, yep. You got me. You got me. Nope. Mike's Mike's kicked here. Let me pull Rick off. All right. Having major technical problems. This is the internet happy, world we live in. Happy today, Tuesday, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday. But listen, you guys are. You guys are going to be along for this ride, okay? Like I said, you know, we're filling in for Jody Mack. We're filling in for John McMullen. John McMullen's at training camp. Uh, Jody Mack is, you know, doing his thing over at training camp as well, you know, with WIP. So shout out to uh, J- Jody Mack. But, you know, the bottom line is adding a guy like James Bradbury, it instantly takes the pressure off of a guy like Darius Slay. Darius yeah. Slay, 
had, in my humble opinion, had a career year last year from a pass coverage perspective. Um, his first year in Philadelphia was a little bit underwhelming, but I think he came in at a really strange time. Uh, the Eagles were going through a major transition. Carson Wentz wasn't what he was. The, 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 as, as an entirety, the team just was on the, on, 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 on the downside. But like you said, a guy like James Bradbury, he's been he's been the talk of training camp. And I, 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 I love his demeanor. I love his approach to the game. He's he, he just appears to be all business, you know, very, very us. Uh, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say soft spoken, but a man. Of, I know what you're saying. He's a bit a man, of, a man of few words. Yeah. Yep. A man of few words. Exactly. And I think that alone goes a long way in the locker room. You know, you have that balance between a guy like Darius Slay, a guy who's happy go lucky, a guy who's a jokester, a guy who likes to, you know, have fun on the field and, you know, uh, you know, crack jokes all the time. And then you have, then you have a guy like James Bradbury. It's, 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 it's almost like having that, that balance of parents. You know what I'm saying? You have right. the, you have the, you have the parent that's, you know, that's really fun, you know, always likes to get into the shenanigans. Yeah, it's like chocolate and vanilla. It's a perfect, it, you know, you it, get a little exactly. bit of growth and that's what, uh, you know, but I, I mean, for James, and how much he's gonna he's gonna help this team. I look at you know the practice reps. Like like think about Devontae Smith last year. Now he was going up against Darius Slay, so maybe that's not a good comparison. But even the second and the third, like these guys are going up every day. Yeah. And and the reason I thought of that is because I just thought of that Jordan Davis Cam Jurgens clip, which we played <laughs> on Sports Day yesterday. Just awesome. I mean. How good is it as an Eagle fan to see Jordan Davis? And I love Jurgens. I think he's going to be a great player. But good God, that that Jordan Davis is just a man amongst boys. Um, and how good is that going to make Cam Jurgens, dude? How do you think about it? I mean, this is his first year in the league. His first year going up against NFL guys, and he's got Jordan Davis on the other side every day in practice, pounding him in. He's going to go up against other teams in the NFL and be like, "This is a cakewalk compared to Absolutely. Jordan coming at me every day." So yeah, you know, yeah. I look at that and I think just rounding it out makes everyone's job easier. And then to your point about, about like the different kind of personalities, I think that that meshes well. I think that's important. And, and it all comes back to talent for me. I mean, I love personalities and I think it's cool and all, but right. James Bradbury can play. He can cover, he can do what we need him to do at cornerback too. And it's going to, it's going to really help this defense, I think reach the next level. And look, all pressures on John again, this guy was getting, Head coach interviews. McMullen's always talking about that. Part of me wonders: Is that just his agent? Like, is there a, is there like some sort of thing there where he can kind of play his hand, get an interview, even if he wasn't going to be a, a candidate, just to yeah. make himself look? Look how we're talking about. It. Oh wow, he got a head coach interview. He must be he must be pretty good. Well, he had a terrible defense last year, so until he doesn't, I'm going to be skeptical on him. And that comes from our boy Seth Joyner. Jacobs new. Uh, host of the post game show, definitely, Seth Kuhner gave me that tidbit uh, at the press <laughs> but, conference. So I'm taking that right from him. Uh, so don't come at me, everyone. <laughs> no, I, I got you. I got you. But, you know, feel me on this. You know, just because you have all these interviews, that doesn't speak to the caliber of, in my opinion, it doesn't speak to the caliber of what you bring to the table. I mean, let's be totally honest. There are plenty of people who got positions based off of who they know. Versus, yeah, that's versus, the world we live in, and, world, and, 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 and you know what? That, that's fine. That's I, I, I'm I'm actually not upset with that because you know I've gotten opportunities because of who I know. You know, it's you know it's called relationships yeah, for a reason, and, right? Exactly. Yeah, and and, and, it's, and it's and it's a part of the game. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you know, when it comes to Jonathan Gannon, at some point the rubber has to meet the road, and 
I'm still waiting for that to happen. You know, he's you know, he's supposed to be this mastermind on defense and he's supposed to be like a Vic Fangio disciple. Um, I'm just curious to see how it all pans out. I'm curious to see, you know, I'm curious to see the, uh, the linebacker combinations, defensive line combinations. You know, I'm really curious to see how Jordan Davis is, you know, throwing around on this defense. Uh, he like like you mentioned with that Cam Yerges, uh that Cam Yerges, uh, uh demolition. I've never uh, he just looked oversized. Well, overpowered. He just looked. He he, he just looked like. I'm not gonna lie. It, it it looked like he was bullying this guy on the what? turf. That's not and, a lie. That's not even and, an opinion. <laughs> that, yeah. that is a fact. He was he bullied. I was afraid Cam Jurgens was going to tear something the way he was trying to plant those feet. Dude, his legs are square and he's like hopping back. And I was listening to Barrett talk about it. And it was just so cool to listen to Barrett because he was an offensive lineman. He went up against Reggie White, some of the greatest, you know, defensive linemen in the game. Yeah, Jerome Brown, all those guys, yeah. Jurgens got bossed. But look at his form. His form was actually perfect. You know, he had the legs square, the body was square, he was upright, and he's just getting tossed back. And just, and Barrett shows you right how how powerful Jordan Davis is because Cam wasn't doing anything wrong. He just wasn't powerful enough to handle that type of bull rush, which yeah. is which is really just crazy. Yeah, and you know, let's be frank about this too. Quarterbacks hate when the defensive line oh, yeah. collapses on oh, their yeah. lap. Yeah. They the, if if the best of quarterbacks can't survive, you know. In that Tom Brady hates it, Aaron Rodgers hates it. If they if if, if their guards at their center can't even hold up, you know maybe they can work with the tackle being a little rough. But if if your guards and your center can't hold up and the pocket continues to collapse from the inside out, oh man, you know it's pretty much it's pretty much barbecue chicken. Shout out to my man Shaq Diesel. <laughs> it's barbecue it chicken. Barbecue chicken. <laughs> Absolutely. But you guys, you are tuned into Burge three sixty five. He's Xander Krause. I'm Tony DeShields the second. We're going to try to get our guy Rick Ciratella back up. Make sure you guys keep a lock. Smash that like button. Make sure you guys comment below. And also make sure you guys are subscribed to Jacob Sports YouTube channel. We'll be back in a second, you guys. Keep it locked. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. 
Is the length of the glass equal to your- You betcha. But is it made out of- Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip- Smooth? Will you stop doing- That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. He's Jender Krause, and I am Tone DeShields the second, filling in for Jody McDonald, who's down at training camp with WIP. You got some big shoes to fill, my friend. Yeah, definitely. And listen, man, we're filling in for John McMullen as well. That guy, man, he has like 30 jobs, man. I, 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 I'm, always, I'm always giving uh, He's John, the best John Eagle reporter <laughs> in the city of Philadelphia. I've said that for a while. I will continue to say that. Uh, no one gives me more football knowledge than Johnny Mack. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing about John is he's he's very down the middle. You know, he he, appro- he approached the game from a very unbiased, from a very even kill perspective. And I, a, a lot of fans, a lot of fans can't can't wrap their minds around that because they have this they have this perception that if you're covering the team, you are a fan of the team. And that's well, not necessarily that how that works. That's not necessarily how it works. At the end of the day, this is, this, it's it's a. It's a career for them. It's a you know, it's a job for them. So you know, you, you have reporters who maybe who maybe earn their chops in one city and then they get their big break in another city covering another team, and that doesn't necessarily make them fans now. Maybe their writing is going to maybe lean more so in a Philadelphia favor. You know, it's it's gonna be speaking from it's gonna be spoken from the Philadelphia perspective, but for the most part, they're trying to give you, you know, the shot straight no chaser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I love the way John reports. I love the way he analyzes the game. I don't I don't sense a bias. I think John tells you what he sees and what he thinks of the football team, and that's what I love about him. But speaking of Jacob Analyst, I want to ask you about our guy Jalen Hurts, and I want to tie it to our buddy Dan Cilio, who is always in the new, always in the headlines now in Philly. Oh, yeah. Always on his back because he doesn't like the court. Oh, he's a hater. This, this. I get it. Where are you on – Jalen Hurts. I, I I know the question's been beaten down by everyone. I've never talked to you on air. This is my first time talking to you on air. Where is Tony Shields on the Eagles quarterback? Do you think he can be the guy? Do you think he's not the guy? Do you think the decision's made? Where are, where do you fall on this on the uh, the highly talked about uh, subject in the city? I got you. So just to make it plain, and then and, and, and then I'll get into the details of it. I'm. I'm pretty much in the middle on Jalen Hurts. You know, I'm not 
completely out on him. I don't think he's garbage. You know, I don't think he's a tomato can. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Dan Silio. <laughs> I don't think he's a tomato can. Um, but I also understand that he has a long way to go. And I, there's something about a guy that has a work ethic that, you know, that you can't, you know, that you just can't deny, you know, and it's hard for me to bet against him. That's, you know, th- you know, that's, you know, that's where I'm at. It's, it's, it's hard to bet against him, but, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I consider myself to be very, very objective, you know, at the very least when it comes to the quarterback position. And look, like I said, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I want him to succeed. You know, I have, I have Jalen Hurts, you know, you know, sports memorabilia, you know, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. I, I'm a Jalen Hurts supporter, but I'm a, I'm an Eagle supporter first and foremost. So if he does end up being the guy, great. That puts us in a better position from a draft from a draft capital perspective, we don't have to waste a pick on a quarterback, and we're able to fill out this roster with more talent. But if he doesn't end up being the guy, it is what it is. We have to live with those results. And you have people who believe that you can't, you can't really be in the middle on this guy. You know, you can't, you can't acknowledge his flaws and still support him. Some people call it hating, and that's, and that's, I, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with people, you know, just throwing hater around because you're constructively criticizing a guy's game. Me, I understand Jalen Hurts has to improve his accuracy. He has to improve with his anticipation. You know, he has to improve with his pocket presence. He has to improve in all those areas, and it doesn't just happen in one offseason. I completely understand that, but I also understand that he's on a clock that's not really by his own design. He has two years left on his contract this year and next year. He's due for an extension at the end of this season. And Harry Roseman, Harry Roseman is going to have to make a decision. Do I want to commit long term to this guy that I'm still relatively unsure about? And that go and, and, and that that leads to exactly what are your expectations? How are you gauging this guy? How are you grading this guy? I know a lot of fans like to say, "Oh, we need to see him throw four thousand yards. Oh, we need to see him win the win, win the division. Oh, we need to see him win a playoff game. We need to get to the NFC Championship." People have their own barometers, but. What's getting lost is we need to we need to try to figure out what's Harry Roseman's bar- barometer. How is he gauging Jalen Hurts? And I think that's what it comes down to ultimately. And that that might be something we never know about what how what Howie's thoughts are. But here's here's my take on on Jalen. And I'm a Jalen fan. I was just so for for sake of full clarity to the audience, I was a freshman at the University of Alabama when Jalen was a freshman at Alabama. He was my quarterback in college. I watched him lead us to two straight national titles. I love the kid. And I don't, I don't really go back to the skill set. Like, I, I, think, I think most of us know kind of what Jalen is. And I'm not saying that, like, he won't get better. He will get better. Right. But to McMullen's point, he's not going to become a Joe Burrow. He's going to become a really good version of Jalen Hurts. And that's athleticism. That's throws here and there. So my question isn't about whether he can get to the level we need him. It's that. Can he run his offense? Can the Eagles do the right things around him to win the big games? I'm not talking about regular season games and getting to the playoffs. I'm talking about can they do the right things around the quarterback to win the big games? And look, maybe I don't know, and maybe it's not possible. You know, you look at all the people that win the Super Bowls. There's a couple instances here and there of a lower-end quarterback winning it all. I actually don't view Jalen Hurts as a lower-end quarterback. I view him as a maybe a lower-end thrower of the football, or maybe not, not even thrower. 
pocket passer because he's just so athletic athletic that he uses that, which is fine. But can that result in winning the big games? And and the reason I, I think it, it's possible it can is let's say Hertz signs a $30 million a year contract. Now, maybe he doesn't want that. Maybe he wants to make $45 million. Does that allow you to build up your team in other spots to the point where Hertz is a competent guy? There's no one denying that. He's a competent human being. He has a good head on his shoulders. He understands the moment, which I think is underrated. He understands the severity of the moment, the pressure, the fan base, the city. He understands it all. When I look at Jalen, I'm like, yeah, he gets it. Is that going to be enough to win, though? You know, and I think there's a lot of fans that are, you know, they're really happy with to have a good quarterback like Jalen make it to the playoffs. And then there's another portion of fans that, it's Super Bowl or bust every year, which I think is, a, in a way, it's a little bit unrealistic. I mean, no team is winning that much, but that's a big question for me. Like, can they do enough around that skill set to win the game? Because I think Jalen Hurts is good. I think he's a, a, a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great thrower of the football, but that doesn't mean I don't think he can win games. Or lead the, the team. Games, I think it's a big question, and I don't know if, I don't know. Like, I, I wonder just how, how he sees it, you know. Maybe it's like that. Maybe it's, look, if I can get Jalen for $30 million, I can add a couple more pieces to this defense to make us have one of the best defenses in the league. Is that a recipe for success? Quite possibly it might be. I mean, you know the old adage, defense wins championships. I think back to that. Oh, I was a young guy, man. What was that Super Bowl where it was all defense? Uh, the Peyton Manning Broncos Super Bowl. Like that oh, was yeah, that, oh, yeah, that was pure defense. They were harassing Cam Newton. That was pure defense. Like and and Hurts can make 30 to $35 million a year. You already got A.J. Brown in a contract. The offense is built out. They didn't even add anything. They added A.J. Brown. So they feel right. good about the offense. I think you could use a, a good, powerful running back. I fall into the Cilio category with that. But, you know, is it enough? I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not the self-professed king of football. I have no – no clue if it will work, but I think that's the question. I think there's a lot of Philly fans struggling with coming to grips on if they think he can or whether they think he can. That's what I mean. It's just this this huge tension in the city about whatever you say about the guy. I mean, look, he's a great kid. He's a great quarterback. He's a he's a, he's a great athlete. He's a great talent. He's clearly belongs in the league. I think he's shown that at the very very least. Right. But is it enough to get all the way? And that's, I think there's a portion of fans, rightfully so, that's all they care about. And I'm good with that. I, I, that's how my mindset works, too. If you ain't first or last, <laughs> that's how I see it, too. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that's where, the, I think that's where it falls. And I, I, I just wonder, like you said, how does Howie Roseman see it? Does he see it like that? Does he see it like, look, if we can get Hurts on a little bit discount compared to the top five to ten quarterbacks, we can build up the team more. You know, our coaches can find their footing for another year. Like, are we a contender next year? It's possible. But I don't know. Maybe maybe they see it completely different, and they're like, look, we need a top. We need a top 10 passer, and if that's at. If well, that's listen, how they feel, I think the decision's already made. Well, listen, like you said, I mean, if, if, you're, if, if, if you're not coming in first, you're coming in second. And in my humble opinion, uh, if, you, if you're coming in second, you're just the first person that lost. You know what right. I'm saying? So, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, it's, it's interesting because – like you said, they only added one piece on offense, but they brought in all these other pieces on defense. That tells you right then and there, exactly. they they believe in what this offense is capable of. 
it's the defense that needed most of the work. Let's really put it in perspective. Last year, in my humble opinion, say what you want about hit the way he plays the game. Say what you want about his accuracy. Jalen Hurts had us in position to win nearly every single game. But the defense wasn't able to hold their end of the bargain. One game in particular that grounds my gears was the San Francisco game. I believe Jalen Hurts played good enough to win that game. Even the Kansas City game, I understand that, you know, they, they dropped a the 40 ball on us, but we put up like 33, 30 points, something like that on them. So the offense played good enough to win. The defense couldn't get a stop. I think that game, the Kansas City Chiefs ran for over 200 yards on us. That, that, yeah. that, that, and Andy Reid doesn't run the ball. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's on, that's on the defense. Let's, you know, let's, let's take it a step further. This offense averaged 26 points per game last year. That, that was ranked 12th in the NFL. By that estimation, being ranked 12th, that puts you into the playoff conversation. They scored well enough to be a playoff team, to be, be, being in the top 12, 26 points per game. So that, sh- so that tells you they know how to put points on the board. Now, sure, the Eagles could become more efficient scorers. You know, if well, they can, yeah, so can every offense yeah, right, in the NFL, right. for being real. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, were, there, were moments, there were moments where we couldn't sustain, sustain drives. There were moments where we struggled in the red zone. But they managed to put up points somehow, and they managed to move the ball nonetheless. So they showed that they were capable of putting up points with the offense constructed the way it was. The defense was the problem. They allowed nine quarterbacks to complete over 73% of their passes. Five of those those nine quarterbacks completed over 80% of their passes. And then they allowed Derek Carr to have the best game of his life, completing 93 Ninety three percent of his passes. I still remember it. It's ingrained it's, it's, in my head. <laughs> it's 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 embedded in my in my psyche, and that's that's those are some things that are unforgivable to me, and that's why a guy like Jonathan Gannon will, will always remain on a, a hotter seat, in my opinion, than Jalen Hurts. But you know, not deviate too far from Jalen Hurts. A guy like Jalen Hurts, he has something in him that this city has been missing for a long time, and that's someone like you said who gets it. And it's a shame because he truly understands the city. He truly understands what it takes to win in this city. He truly understands uh, the mindset of the fan. And he's a guy that wants to be coached hard. He's a guy that wants to get yelled at. You know, he doesn't mind, you know, he doesn't mind dancing in the heat. You know what I'm saying? You think about the quarterbacks in this in, in this city's past, they've they they've always had the talent. Yeah, the opposite of that. Yep. They've had they've had the talent. But they didn't have the heart, didn't have the mindset, the will, the dedication to the craft, to the game. Carson Wentz, a guy who always let his mechanics fall by the wayside. A guy like Donovan McNabb, who, in my humble opinion, I don't believe Donovan. I, I believe Donovan McNabb could have could have been a better leader. I feel like Donovan McNabb was was too ego driven. See, and that's what we have with Jalen that you'll never have to worry about. What you just said that you didn't like about McNabb. You know, McNabb got to the Super Bowl, he whatever, you know, his, he got in his head a little bit. Jalen is just so locked in, and he gets it, like you just said. But but here's what I think fans are thinking about, and they're, and they're it's not wrong to think about it. That Buccaneers game. It's, playoffs, it, it, it sits with and you. And here's why I think it's an elevated thing. It's the playoffs. All the coaches are game planning differently, more aggressively, they, they understand the competition coming in. They scour. They scout the quarterback. They figure out what he's good at, what he's bad at. When they pushed Jalen Hurts to his limit. into his uncomfort zone, he didn't put up a point for three quarters. 
So I get it. The defense could have been better. Tom Brady came down and scored on his first two drives like like he like he just woke up from a nap. It was it was easy. But that you gotta be better there. And that's where I'm talking about with Jalen. Like, can he can he do that? I don't want you to be Joe Burrow because I don't that's not who you are. And I don't I don't want you to be that. You're a yeah. great athlete. Why would I limit your athleticism by stuffing you into the pocket forever? But can you answer the call? When the defensive coordinator in Tampa says Jalen can't go to his left and, and and stack the box in the middle so they can't run, Hurts won't do anything. Well, guess what? The defensive coordinator in Tampa was right. He was spot on. It was 31 to nothing after three quarters, and the game was over. Tom Brady was drinking water bottles on the sideline. So I think that's where people are like, I take everything you just said. I appreciate it. I like it. It's a big part of Jalen and, and what we get with him. But can he do that other thing? Can he no, you're right. You're right. answer that question? And, and, and I don't know if, if the answer is yes or no, but – and like you said, I'm a hardworking dude. I'm a young dude. I'm 24. Look at what Jacob's doing in this city. It's all credit to me and you and Krause's hard work. I love it. I love hard work. That's all I do. That's how I was, that's how I was raised. But this is like – man, there are 32 of these guys – on planet earth mm-hmm. seven billion people on this planet there's only 32 that get to throw the pill in the nfl you got to be damn good and i can't fault eagle fans for having really high expectations for that position because a lot of people say look how he does all this oh great 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 offseason aj brown hassan reddick they could give a shit all they want is a quarterback and until Howie brings an elite quarterback to this city, they think he's just another GM, you know? And I can't completely knock him for that because of the Bucks game. Now, do I think Hurst can get there? I think he can. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's tough for me to say, man. I mean, that D coordinator, he knew what he wanted to do going into that game. He did it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I can't. Sirianni, they had no answer. Zero points. I, 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 I agree with you. I, I agree with you 100%. Like, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't fault the fans. unacceptable, though. Like, I, I, I'm not beating up on Hurts, but I'm just speaking for the people that are out there, like, skeptical on, on, on the quarterback. You got to be better in that situation. If you put yeah. up zero points in three quarters, in the playoff game in three quarters, Something I'm sorry, wrong. but you are going to get roasted. That's going to happen in most cities in, in, in the NFL and especially in this city. And like I said, I can't fault the fan. Now, do I think there's nuance in terms of where Jalen can get to? Absolutely. But I do think that that's a fair thing. It's a fair thing to be concerned about. It's a fair thing to wonder. And I think, I don't know, man, I think Howie's thinking the same thing. I think he really likes Hurts. I think it's his guy. He drafted him in the second round. But I think he wonders. I think he's he wonders because oh, anyway, his job yeah. is on the line with it. Yeah, like you said, he drafted this guy and he traded away his franchise quarterback to put Jalen in position. And excuse me, uh, he wants Jalen. See, the thing is, when you when when you're the one that drafted that drafts a guy, like Harry Roseman lives and died by his draft picks, and he will do everything he can to make sure that guy gets a fair shake at it. And I feel like he's given Jalen Hurts that opportunity. And look, let's be frank, you guys. Even though Harry Roseman is in a position where he can get a quarterback at any point, 
he wants Jalen Hurst to be the guy. He ultimately wants him to well, be the guy because he drafted. Because he drafted. I just said on the show for a second. Every Philly fan, me included, should want Jalen Hurts to be the guy. Look at the free cap we're going to have next year after some of the dead cap falls. Look at the draft assets we have and look at the team as it is. All of our best players are under contract through next year too. Mm -hmm. So if Jalen Hurts can take that next step, there is no better position a team can be in than that. So and look, he, he doesn't have to be – and I've talked, I tell people this all the time, right – he doesn't have to, at least at this point, he doesn't have to be elite yet. He doesn't He doesn't have to be an elite quarterback yet, in my humble opinion. I just don't think he has to be that yet. Because I, I agree, of, but my question, but, but it falls back to what I just said. Does right. then it come back to, if you're not going to be elite, that's okay, and we can build up the team, but is not being elite, is it going to be good enough to answer the call when – the greatest defensive coordinators in our in this league are game planning specifically against you, Jalen Hurts. Not against Sirianni, not against A.J. Brown. They're game planning against you. Right. They want you to stay in the pocket. They want to stack the box and stop the run, and they want to force you to your left. We know that. Can you answer the call? I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not a football expert. I don't profess to be one. But right. when I look at it, I understand – the concern of Eagle fans when they say, I don't know if he can answer that call. And I think that's, that's really what it all comes down to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's think about it. Right. Let's, let's really, let's really think about his strengths. Right. You got a guy in Jalen Hurts who's mobile. He's an improviser and he has leadership. Okay. Those are some pretty good traits to have, but how does it translate to, getting the ball from point A to point B. How does it translate? Because for me, I'm not even gauging Jalen Hurts on the numbers, really. You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to throw 4,000 yards this year. I don't think that's his style. I just I, I just don't think that's going to happen. By the way, I don't think that matters. I think that's just yeah, it, 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 Yeah, it, it doesn't. And Jalen Hurts, I, me, I'm paying more attention to the situational football. I'm paying attention to, okay, you're down 10 points in the fourth right. quarter. What can What will right. you do? Okay, you need okay, you need this game winning drive. You need to get your team in position for a field goal to win the game. What will you do? What will you do in an important third and 14, third quarter? Your team, your team is down by 10 points. You get this first down, that puts you in position to score before the fourth quarter. Now you may only be down by three in the fourth quarter. Like I need this. I, I want to see him in these very very explicit, very specific situations. And I need to see him make the throws when it matters most. Because honestly, I don't care. I don't care. How explosive of a runner he is! Like, I, like I'll be frank about it. As much as I love, as much as I love Jalen, you know, you know, I, I'm hard. Listen, I'm hard on the people I love, right? You yeah. Know, you, can, you can, you can, you can ask anybody that knows me. I'm, I'm, I'm no nonsense. I'm hard on the hey, people. You're hard I on love. me. I got five texts yeah. from me yesterday blowing me up. <laughs> hey, listen, man, it's because I love you, Z. Yeah, it's no, I love you. No, but, but look, I mean, like, like you, but what you just said, when the pressure's on, and it's not the Eagles in the spotlight. It's Jalen Hurts. Uh -huh. That's who those defensive coordinators are watching. It's Jalen Hurts. Can he answer the bell? Can he answer the call to really good defensive coordinators who look at him and say, these are his deficiencies? Because, look, whether you like Hurts or not, you should be smart enough to know that there are deficiencies as an NFL quarterback with his game. 
smart defensive coordinators who study defense and study football and study the NFL for a living are not dumb. They can look at that. They can see that. They can diagnose that. They can come up with an entire playbook on how to stop that. So until he until he takes the next step, and, and not like you said, I really don't want him to be Burrow. I'm not expecting him to be Burrow. I don't even right. care if he doesn't throw 4,000 yards. I could care less. Well, you know what? Stay there. But when the lights go quick. on, though, and, and the defensive coordinators want Hurts to make the throw, I need him to make that throw. And if he doesn't make that throw, then it's going to be really tough for me to sit here and vouch for him to be signed you an extension as an Eagle fan. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. As an Eagle fan, it's going to be tough for me to vouch for that extension if he can't make that throw. Let me ask you this really quickly. Okay. Jalen Hurts. This this is his season. He doesn't – he throws for about 3,500 yards, rushes for about 600 yards. Okay, that's cool. Throws for about – you know, throws 25 touchdowns, rushes for about eight touchdowns. Okay, fair enough. He wins the division. He gets that first playoff win. But you're still seeing the deficiencies in his mechanics. You're still seeing some of the flaws, but they're winning still. Well, there's more nuance there. You just so created I a scenario. You. So I don't want to cut you, but let me just good. real quick. You just created a scenario, though, where Hertz wins a playoff game. If Hertz wins a playoff game, then that's an example of him answering that call because when you get to the playoffs you know i know we all know everyone in the chat knows all 218 of you know defensive coordinators heightened awareness heightened play calling they're 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 game planning against the quarterback against the deficiencies if he wins a playoff game look there's always you're always going to get to the end and be like oh we could have been better here tom brady loses guess what you know he goes back to himself in his bedroom is like well, Tom Brady could have been better here. Everyone will do that if you lose. And I'm not expecting to win the Super Bowl every single year. But if Hurts shows that he can win the game when it matters, and that might be you know, a playoff game versus a competent opponent, that might be enough for me to think that they can build around him to win. Because I think yeah. his mindset and the way he approaches the game is exceptional. I think it's second to none from a mental standpoint. And I think that really matters. I mean, remember, like we, we talked about this 20 minutes ago. There's 32 guys on planet Earth that yeah. get to throw the pill in the NFL. Not only does that come with talent and skills and being able to throw the ball, that comes with a tremendous amount of pressure from the external, from the fans, from the city, from the owner, from the GM, from your coach. You know, a lot of people are tied to you. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, in a way, they're tied to Jalen Hurts. Their their money is tied to Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni's job is tied to Jalen Hurts. Howie Roseman. So, if he can answer that, I don't know. I'd feel a lot, a lot, a lot better about this team moving forward with him if he wins a playoff game. A lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Without without a shadow of a doubt. And, you know, I want want to try to put it into perspective for fans as well. You know, elite quarterbacks – don't just fall off trees and it's not that many elite. And I feel like, I feel like to be considered an elite quarterback, you had to be in rarefied air. You know, there's not too many there. There are, there are a lot of really, really good quarterbacks. There are a lot of great quarterbacks in the NFL, but elite, I feel like that's only reserved for about maybe three or four, maybe five quarterbacks. In this yeah, NFL. And even today people are getting crazy calling people elite. Like, like you yeah. said, there's three or four, maybe elite. Else is, yeah. Good to great. Right. 
yeah, like for example, I think Patrick Mahomes elite, oh. Aaron Rodgers elite. Um, maybe Tyler there's a couple more than three or four. Yeah, I have, yeah. Maybe I have five. I got Ty- Brady, I got Rodgers, I have Mahomes, I have Burrow, and I don't know. I don't want to give it to Herbert yet. Uh, look, he's great and he's an unbelievable arm, but dude, he didn't even make the playoffs last year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the AFC's loaded, so maybe he does have the elite skill set. See, but look, I would replace just skills. We talked about that. Jalen has all that other stuff. I would replace Burrow with Josh Allen. Okay, yeah, I, well, I, I, that's, I, I, that's a clear omission that I left Josh Allen. On. Yeah, so, I, I think, I think Joe Burrow. See, I, I know he made it to, I know he made it to the Super Bowl. I, I get, I get Joe Burrow made it to the Super Bowl. I'm not taking nothing away from that, but I. I I need I need I need a, a larger I need a I, I need I need a larger resume and I'm not saying the eye test doesn't say he's 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 one of the better I'm he's a that. he's a great quarterback yeah. but I feel like elite Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady Patrick Mahomes um Josh Allen and then I think I think it kind of cuts off right there and I even think I think I think Russell Wilson is a guy who was elite but I feel like he has to prove it again. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's elite anymore. I, I, like I said, I elite should be reserved. I mean, I think Russ was elite. I think he's taken a step back down in a way. Yeah. And, we'll, and we'll see really if he can bring great. it back with the Broncos. We'll see, we'll see if he can bring it back. Yeah, right. You know, but elite, they, those guys aren't just – they don't just fall off trees. You can't just say, oh, because of what he did in college, he's going to be elite. That's not a that's not a guarantee. So I, I say I would like to say – if Jalen Hurts ends up not being the guy, if the Philadelphia Eagles decide to move on from Jalen Hurts, they better be damn sure the person that they bring in next is that guy. They better be damn sure that he that he 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 can lead this team and he's someone that this team could get behind because this team rallies for Hurts. We've seen what happened the yeah, moment he tested. They play for it. It's it's something to be said about that. He elevates the play of guys around him just by the way he yeah, plays. And the just game. like I said, you can't leave out the the errant passes and 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 the lack of you know accomplishment versus the Bucks. You can't leave that out either you because can't. there are a lot of quarterbacks in this league that don't have the traits that Jalen Hurts has. And the traits that he has are very important for success. They're I don't want to I don't want people to freak out at this, but they're Brady like and from a mental standpoint. Like he is very, very even keeled. He doesn't let shit get to him. He understands the moment. He knows everyone is the spotlights on him. And he's been that way since he was young, man. He was when I was at Alabama, I'll never forget it. I was at the opening game my freshman year. I think it was, I don't know if it was, it was either Jerry's World in Dallas or uh, Atlanta. I can't remember where they played. They played USC. And Hertz showed up. Every The other two quarterbacks at camp were supposed to play. He was a true freshman quarterback. Nick Saban never played a true freshman quarterback in his life. He comes in and he, and he beat the brakes off USC. I think it was 52-6. to six. And I just, but like, that just shows you, like, he might not have this crazy arm and passing ability, but he really is elite in the other categories, in the mental categories, in the preparation and stuff like that. Like, you're never going to have to worry with Jalen, ever. You don't even have to think about it. You know, he's going to come, he's going to be ready, he's going to, he understands the expectations, the pressure, everything around him. Now, can he throw the pill? That's where, we, that's where we wonder. 
Absolutely. Hey, you guys, he's Xander Krause. I'm Tony DeShields the second. You guys are locked in on Burry's 365. Make sure you guys continue to smash that like button. Listen, the like button is currency in this YouTube space. You know, you guys help us with the algorithm when you continue to smash that like button. Even hitting the dislike button, it helps because that means we're getting traction and engagement. And we appreciate all the love and support and even the hate that you guys provide. That's just that's just the lay of the land. But we want you to guys to stay locked in. Make sure you guys comment below and, you know, and get real busy get real spicy in that live chat make sure you guys also are subscribed to the jacob sports youtube channel and also most importantly we need you guys to check out jacobsports.com there you can check out our guy john mcmullen you're going to see paul dama which is writing on there as well they're going to be giving you guys full eagles coverage throughout the season and if, you, if you're a reader john mcmullen and paul dama which and one of our and interns more, we has just you covered. Added joe santaliquito He's coming on board to write for really? sports as well. Yeah, so I'm a big fan I of like Joe. Joe. He did a lot of work with us down at the Maxwell Awards. Uh, totally great guy. Uh, great reporter. Does great work. So he'll be added to the team, too, to throw that in. Hey, I like Joe, man. Yeah, me, me and Joe got real familiar when I was helping him through his technical difficulties. So that's my guy, man. I like yeah, Joe. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to Joe Santaliquito. But, yeah, you guys, make sure you guys check out jkibsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B sports.com. We're going to go into hour number two. We appreciate you guys. Keep it locked. This is Burge 365. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, 
and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. And we are filling in for the legends, John McMullen and Jody McDonald. Those guys are down at training camp, you know, giving, you know, trying to build up some more content for you guys, trying to come back with some notes so they can add to the show. And speaking of training camp, Xander, you know, you, you let me know behind the scenes that you, you, you have some notes, you have some updates. Training camp is about to begin. So fill me in. Yeah, so 9 uh, a.m. practice today. They're moving it up <clears throat> because of the crazy heat in the area. Uh, probably probably good to get those players out before the heat really ramps up. I think it's supposed to be over 100 today uh, in the area, which is pretty crazy. Uh, important injury is that Mylotta and Dillard are back at practice in pads. They missed a little bit of time with concussions. I know everyone was worried about or just wondering. You know, they're wearing these big guardian caps and there's not much contact. Uh, so that's a little bit weird. Looks like Kenny Gainwell is out. And Devontae Smith, again, will miss his fourth straight practice. So I'm not sure if there's any concern there, but um, that's certainly something to note. And then I did see our buddy Jeff Kerr from CBS just put out a, a little snapshot of Jalen Hurts taking some snaps from rookie center Cam Jurgens. Uh, pretty cool to see. That might be a little look at the future of what of what this team might look like if Hurts does his job this year. Cam, you know, Jason hangs him up. That's uh, So pretty cool there if you want to go check that out. Uh, that's Jeff Kerr, CBS on Twitter. But that's all. So they're they're getting underway now uh, down at practice. Should be a hot one down there today. Yeah, most definitely. You know, you brought up uh, Devontae Smith. You know, I want to I want to touch on the wide receiver, uh, the wide receiver position. Um, and, you know, as you know, as it pertains to Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, you know, you you brought in A.J. Brown, who got his money. You have a guy, Devontae Smith, who's still trying to get his money. Dallas Goddard has his money. Quez Watkins is still trying to make a name for himself in this NFL. So I'm not really too concerned about him from a contractual standpoint. But I have to ask you, how do you think a guy like Nick Sirianni gets everyone involved knowing he has a quarterback that's not a high-volume thrower? Because me, I believe I believe the sweet spot for Jalen Hurts from a, from, from a pitch count perspective, I, I think the sweet spot for him is between – 28 to 33 passes a game. I think that's a sweet spot for him. Maybe 30 to 35 at the very most. I don't want Jalen Hurts exceeding 35 passes a game. And that's that's not saying that's not because I don't trust him. It's just that I know his game is bigger than just that. But I'm curious to know what these guys that we have on his roster because there's a lot of talent and and and, and, and there's plenty to go around. But how how do you think a guy like Nick Sirianni? you know, we'll be able to get all these guys involved and, you know, keep them engaged, keep them um, stimulated. Yeah, I think it's, I think, it uh, again, I, I, it's like beating the bush in, but 
I really think this particularly that you're talking about comes back on on the quarterback. And, and I don't I'm not one of those guys that's like I like you just said, you want to see 27 to 33. I don't care. I don't care what the guy throws. I think he's so multi-dimensional and multi-talented that you win different games in different ways based on what you're presented, right? And and I think that they'll be good with that. My question is, a lot of people last year talked about Hertz's inability to get through his reads. That's not uncommon for young quarterbacks. Most young quarterbacks have a really hard time getting through their reads. It's basically what they're taught in college. It's like the plays are crafted up for them to go – one read, maybe the two read and get the ball out. So it's not all, you know, a lot of young quarterbacks deal with it, but is Hurts going to be able to do that? Because I don't think, I don't think Hurts will ever have a problem when he's out there and AJ Brown's covered, Devontae, Dallas Goddard's covered, and Devontae Smith is covered. One of those three talented someone's going to be offensive, open. Right. They're, someone's going to be open. I think it's going to be Devontae Smith. I'm a huge Devontae Smith fan. Maybe there's bias there because he's an Alabama guy, but I just think he's <laughs> so talented. Like when I watch him run routes, so I'm just like, oh my god! Like, how can you stick with him? You can't stick with him. Uh, so I think he's the best receiver on the team. Actually, I fall into that category. Maybe he's not right now. AJ's yeah. obviously. I think he has the highest ceiling. I yeah, think, I think, I think he's probably the, the most ceiling, talented. Yeah, but I also don't think he gets to that ceiling if if Hertz can't. Get to that. Get to those next reads. And like you said, you asked about like how Sirianni will draw it up. I don't know. I just worry that Sirianni does draw it up. AJ is his first read. Dallas is his second read. Devontae is the third read. And he might not make it to that third read. I think he needs to. And I don't, you know. But I think that's where it falls for the receivers because that's a quarterback. He's the one who throws the ball. If he can't throw the ball to the third read, then. You know, Nick Sirianni could craft the greatest play on creation. If, if Hertz doesn't see him or he's scrambling to the right and Devontae's open on the left, that's going to create an issue. So I think, I mean, I know we just did a whole segment on the quarterback. I don't want to go back to the quarterback, but right, right. Gee, I really do think that that's, I, th- I think, I think that's, that's one of those things, man. Hertz needs to take the next step there. He needs to, and he doesn't need to be unbelievable at it, but he needs to show that. He can drop back. He can look to read one. It's not there. And he can move, you know, to read two, read three. I think he needs to show that more. And if he does that, I think it's going to make the receivers more motivated too and and more happy in the offense. Like you said, bro, Demonte Smith is not paid yet. He got good money from a first-round draft pick. But look around at some of those receiver contracts that, that happened this this summer. Yeah. You better believe that Demonte he's coming, he's Smith saw each one of them and knows he better go out there and do some stuff so that he can get that kind of money. And I don't blame him for that. So I don't think it. I don't think it's going to be on Nick Sirianni, really. I do, but I don't. You know, I think I think Hurts going to have to distribute that pill. And if he can do that, I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see pretty good, pretty good targets for each of those. But I don't know. All the reporters are saying he's really only going to AJ Brown. And I'm trying bad thing. I mean, I don't, like, I don't want to go to, but it's, it's funny you say that because I don't want to like, I know a lot of reporters are saying that. And I think I want to try to be as, as judicial about it as I can. I think they're doing that because they want to, they want to make sure that chemistry, even though they're friends off the field, right, they, right. they want to make sure they're, they're on the same page. Right, they they want to make the, that guy a boatload of money, bro. Get right. him involved in the offense now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I can't, I can't, I can't really get mad at that, you know, but, 
you know, you know, we mentioned Devontae Smith potentially being maybe the most talented guy on his roster. And let's really think about just what he does, man. Like, if you look at last season, did Devontae Smith, he was easily the best, the, easily the, the most potent weapon outside of Dallas Geyer on the offense. And what stands out to me about him is his footwork, his ability to make each route look exactly the same and still yeah. leave you in the dust. He's so silky smooth. His technique, his 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 body control, his ability to come down with the ball and have the presence of mind to get the toes in. He he was making he he made simple plays look extravagant because we, it's been such a long time since the Philadelphia Eagles have had a wide receiver that was reliable like that. I can't think of the last time we had a wide receiver that when the ball gets thrown to him, I can close my eyes and know that he's going to catch that ball. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's a fact. And that you get that with Devontae. He gets open and he catches the ball. So if, if the quarterback's finding him, I don't think he's a worry at all. I think he's a tremendous talent. I think he's a tremendous player. And – you know, if if Hertz can if Hertz can get can get through his reads, Devontae's going to find himself with the football. You know, and, and I wonder on like, what will Sirianni like change? Like, is he going to do some stuff to get AJ open in short yardage? Like everyone talks about how big and bulky and powerful AJ is, and he certainly is. You can see that in any picture or any you know if you see him live. Are they going to scheme him? Like maybe they run different types of things where you know Devontae goes deep and AJ cuts across the middle or something. You know, short pitches and catches to get Hurts in rhythm and let that tank that you signed for twenty five million a year, you know, go get you some some yak yards. I think that's possible. So, to your question in the beginning about Sirianni, I think that's where it's going to come on Sirianni a little bit. Like, what does he do creatively, right, to make it? easier to consume for the quarterback, but also, you know, keeping three options, three good options on the field and available at all times. I think there's a lot of nuance there and that's where, you know, that's what the coach is getting paid to do. So I hope he can do that well, but I, I really don't worry about the, the talent, that receiver at all, at all, like not even a little bit. They're just so good. AJ is so good. Devonte is so good. Even Dallas Goddard. I don't know. John loves Dallas Goddard. I can't get past the drops, dude. I can't. Last year was a rough year for him, especially towards the end. You know, you know with which those one drops. drove me nuts? You could probably guess. Was it the uh, – <laughs> I'm thinking of two. I think you're going to guess it right. I'm thinking of two of them. I'm thinking of the one against the Washington football team, and I'm thinking of this one against the Buccaneers. I'm thinking of the damn one that bounced off the off his foot – and ends up intercepting the Washington game. Yep, yeah, Washington game. Landon Collins. It, it literally, I, I know exactly. Yep, it led. He caught it. Well, he didn't catch it, obviously. But yeah, he was it, running it, it, before he caught he it. He ran yeah. before he caught it. And if he catches that ball, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone. Certainly bounced, just the change of, of, of the momentum. His heel. Yeah. I never, I never yeah. seen something like that in my life. It bounced off his heel. Yeah, and I've never seen anything like and, that. And Remember, they blew the play dead. Dallas got to drop the pass. And then they reviewed it. The guy's like, oh, I intercepted it. Everyone's like, whoa, 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 what? Uh, yeah, and then it turned out like that. So, look, I like Dallas Goddard. I think he's a great player. I think the money he got was warranted. But I think he needs to cut out that BS. Like, yo, enough of that. I get it. Yeah. You're really good and you get open. But, like, it's time to, it's time to shine now. And you can't be having five to ten yard drops. By the way, like, that makes Hurts terrible too. You're making it way harder on your quarterback, especially in a in a time when 
the pressure's on your guy. The pressure's on the quarterback. He needs to make completions. He needs to, you know, improve his imp- completion percentage. All those things. And you got your star tight end that you just extended, dropping five-yard outs that are resulting in interceptions going the other way. That can't happen. Can't happen. Those little mistakes, they can't happen. They drive me up a wall. They drive me They drive me bonkers, actually. Um, yeah. So I like Goddard. I think he's a great player. I think he'll – uh, I think he'll be all right, but he needs to cut that out, man. He needs to he needs to catch that ball. And then I got I, I'm starting to feel pretty good about and now I'm gonna get roasted for this. I'm which I'm fine with. Oh, I'm man. starting to feel pretty good about Jalen Rager making this team. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jalen Rager makes this team, dude. I, I, I knew think, you were gonna say it. You know I, he's gonna I, make the team. <laughs> I think he's gonna make the team, and I think he might make some catches when it matters. So on top of making the team, I think he can. I think he can make a few catches for Jalen. Maybe they maybe they're not even thinking about him anymore. But part of me is like, when it all flips against you, and and it's almost like there's not pressure anymore. There's pressure on him, but you know what I mean. Like last year, he was wide receiver too. The pressure was immense. This year, it's like, all right, we signed AJ. We got Devontae. <laughs> Quez is the three. We have Pascal. Britton Covey's breaking out. Everyone's kind of forgetting about Jalen Rager. So this is his time to be like, all right, bro, forget the outside noise. Let's get in my head. Let's focus. Let's do what I got to do to be successful on the field. I think he could do it. I don't know. I mean, maybe he won't, but I think I, I agree with John, though, like in, in the talent part on Jalen. Oh, no, he's talented and, for sure. He's talented. He's not a stiff. He's – look at him. He's built. He's – Firm, if, you look at, strong, if, you, if you look at this tape, fast. you see the talent. You look at you look at this tape, yeah. you see the talent. And it's it's some like some, we talk about Jalen Hurts being built for the city. Some guys just cannot handle it. Like it's they cannot handle being the guy. You know, they, they can't they can't handle when the pressure's at its highest. You know, I try to put myself These are in young mind, guys. right? I wonder very young. He's 23, yeah, I, 22, something like that. Like I mean, let me look at yeah, he's a kid. He's a kid, but like you know, I I, I, I I try to put it in perspective, right? I try to put myself in his mind. You know, you throw the ball deep to him, and all of a sudden it gets quiet, and you see that ball in the air, and you're just running your route, and the ball's coming to you, and you're just thinking to yourself, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it. And then you're dropping. It's like I think that's what's going on with him. And there's no better time, like you said, there's no better time than the present to step up. There's no pressure on you. You're behind yeah, guys like AJ Brown. I really don't think it's talent. And I think I don't either. I don't partly, either. That's partly why I think he gets better because I think those drops, I think some of the stuff that he struggled with was was not physical. It was mental. And that's what I love about Jalen Hurts. He doesn't have those mental lapses. He doesn't have that stuff in his head. So if Jalen can can feel that the pressure is removed from him a little bit, I'm not saying it's off. If he can – all right, it's all good, Rager. It's all good, man. Just settle in, be a receiver, and catch the ball when it's thrown in. If he can do that, I think he'll make the team, and I think he'll I think he'll be a viable wide receiver four. I think he's better than Zach Paschal. Yeah, it's, mean, important, it's important to – see, it's so funny because, like, I'm not – I think Zach Paschal – like, the only reason he makes this roster is because he's Nick Sirianni's guy because, in my humble opinion, and, you know, I want to stay on Jalen Rager a little longer – um, but when it comes to like Pascal, he has it. He he's been sick all training camp. I don't understand how he, if he makes his roster, it's solely because of his relationship with Nick Sirianni, not because of what he's shown us. Because Britton Covey has shown us more than Zach Pascal. But Jalen Rager, you know what's interesting about him is the fact that 
I believe in order in order to just just get get the ball in his head, get it in his hands, just get it in his hands, and 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 and, and find out what happens. You know, it's so it's so crazy because in Atlanta, in the season opener last year in Atlanta, we thought that he finally turned the corner. You know, you saw him catch that screen pass from uh, from uh, from Hertz. Jordan Milado was the lead blocker. You know, you know delivered you know delivered the uh, the head to ham sandwich and just Rager. Rager was able to get into the end zone, and I'm like, okay, Rager turned the corner. Okay, this this team could be explosive. You have Devontae, you got Rager, but then he just fell off a cliff, and he couldn't get out of his own way, and it just perpetually got worse. But I think there's no better time than now for a guy like Jalen Rager to actually figure it out. And what a lot of people need to understand is, yeah, we spent the first-round pick on him. Okay, get over it. It is what it is. If he can figure it out, and I'm uh, and this, is, this is my favorite line, but, like, if he can figure it out, I say it about Davion Taylor. You know, there are some guys that they have the talent, they have the athleticism. All they have to do is just figure it out. If Jalen Rager can figure it out, this 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 wide receiver core can be lethal. Yeah, it really can be lethal. My and then you just wonder though, on top of everything I said about Rager, even if he does figure it out, did this team already move on? Like it, like think about it. Yeah, if Rager's let's say Rager becomes what we wanted him to be this year. Um, I know that's that's a that's a pipe dream. That's not possible. Maybe right. it's possible, but it's not realistic. Is there a spot for him? Like if he becomes the Jalen Rager that we hoped when we drafted him, is he the wide receiver three? Does he push Quez? Does he push Pascal? Like, is there even a spot for him? Because now they one and two are as solid as solid can get in terms of wide receivers on this team. You can make an argument that three, four, five, and six are open, or I don't know if they'll even take six. Maybe they take five. Three, I, I, I think would, is I would agree. Four, I think, is Zach Paschal. Yeah, five you know, really, really, really quick, I like Quez Watkins, but I don't think he's safe at all. Me, me too. I, I, I don't know. I mean, P- People are so willing really to just give. And I and, see and all I, I get, I get it, it, but I'm not ready I to like crown Quez. him yet. I'm just not. that talented. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to crown him yet. He's fast. He's fast. He's fast as lightning. But I'm not ready to crown him yet. I'm just. I'm just not ready to give him the keys to the city. I'm just not. I believe he can still be pushed. Is that the keys to the city? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen. You ask everybody else. Quez Watkins is the second coming of Deshaun Jackson. But look, I like Quez. I do. I think he's a good. I do. I do too. Yeah. I think he can be good. I'm just wondering if a guy like like I think Rager has more. I think Rager has more inherent talent. I think he's a better football player at its core. But like we talked about all show, this has been a theme of the show. Football and the NFL is not all about talent. It's that's More potential. That yeah, it's it's you got to have mental. You got to be. You got to have more than just skills. You got to so, produce. I don't know. Like, can he put it all together? Can he put the package together? Because Quez was a six round pick, and he's put the package together much better than Jalen Rager has. So I can't knock Quez for that. Quez earned his playing time. Quez Absolutely. came up when Quez was drafted. He was behind John Hightower. Yeah. They drafted Hightower <laughs> a, in the fifth round. You're right, and you're right. even in the training camps those year, that first year, and in practice and all that, John Hightower was the guy. I think you'll remember this. John Hightower caught a touchdown under Doug Peterson. It was I forget what it was. It was a little bit uh, out to the left. And he scooted up the left side and ran a touchdown. And I remember saying, oh, wow, Hightower, he might turn into a player for this team. And then Quez quickly overtook him. And then it was, it was you know, you never see you never see Hightower again. I think he's 
on the practice squad. squad so, somewhere yeah, so, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just wonder if Rager can like do it because there's not as much pressure now. Like, yo, right. like I, I keep saying it, but like, you know, forget about all the noise. It doesn't matter anymore. We have a wide receiver one and two. Just go be you. Go be great. Go show your talent. Go be Jalen Rager. Like you, you, you ran circles around people in the Big Twelve. I know it's not the Big Twelve, but like, channel some of that. Channel some of that confidence. You don't have to channel the because it's not the same skill level. But like, you were feeling yourself when you were running those touchdowns at TCU. Feel yourself a little bit, yo. Like a lot. Like you're never gonna be successful if you don't allow yourself to feel good, you know. And I think Rager is just so hard on himself because of the city, which is fine. I mean, the city right. should be hard on him. He was a first round draft pick. I get it. Like we talk about all the time. There's 53 guys on this team, man. There's 7 billion people on planet earth. I want my 53 guys to be good players. That's not a wrong mindset, but I just wonder if he can make, if he can make a step based on, based on the lack of the, the, the less pressure coming from, from the stands. Yeah. You know, I want to ask you this about Jalen Rager. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Like John Dickerson says right here, just remember, football is 80% mental and 40% physical. I don't know. I'd argue the percentage is a little bit there, but. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I, 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 I get what he said. I get what he said. Whether mentally, it doesn't matter how talented you are. And Rager's a perfect example of that. He yeah. is so worried about Twitter and people tweeting and the drops and this and that and, and the city that he can't even be like, hey, I'm a great receiver that made it as a first-round draft pick in the NFL. Let me just do what's really simple to me and catch this ball. But he's so in his head, he can't catch it. Right. And, pretty crazy. and you know what? I'll be honest with you, man. I kind of I kind of can't put I, – I give Sirianni a lot of credit, man. He came in, and he was patient with this kid. He gave him opportunity after opportunity. Did he have he, a you know, he, you know, he. Of course, he didn't have a choice, but Did he have a choice. You know, but, you know, drafted, it's, it's, man. But, he's answering. But, but, but hear me out on this, right? <laughs> but but hear, but hear me out on this, right? He 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 had him lined out wide, had him in the slot, had him on kick return, had him on punt return, threw him a bubble screen, throw him, you know, th- you know, throw him a quick. Sl- he he tried to put, put, get him get him in every possible situation. He tried to he, he tried to give him a game against the worst team in the NFL and allow him to just eat, and he couldn't do it. I I can't get mad at Nick Sirianni for putting Quez above him, putting Zach Pascoe above no, him. I can't, I can't, I, yeah, I can't I can get mad when you give a guy so many various opportunities to just be valuable, and he just he, he just couldn't get it done. But like you said. He's playing with house money at this point, and I think that's one of the reasons why Quez Watkins was so productive or able to come in um, productive because you know his first year he didn't get he didn't get any snaps really at all. Second year came in, um, you know, no real expectation. He was able to just play free, and there's there, there's power in being able to play free. Yeah, you know, you, sure. you know, you know, you know, you know, you're able to play free. You know, once you know you got your money, you know, you're able to play free when you know that. Look, at the end of the day, you're not even supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you you play with a certain freedom when you know you're in control of your own destiny. And Quez Watkins, I can't get mad. He took advantage of it. You know, a guy who had limited opportunities and managed to put up over 600 yards receiving, averaged averaged almost 20 yards a catch. You know, I can't get mad. I can't get mad at a guy like Quez Watkins. And look, Jim Rager may be more talented than him innately, but at the end of the day, in the NFL, you're not gauged by your talent. You're gauged by your production. You know, there are plenty of guys in this NFL who are nowhere near as talented as the next man, but they produce more. You know, right. you know, people, you know, people say this all the time. 
Tom Brady was never the most talented quarterback in the NFL, but he just produced the he he did, he managed to produce. He always was productive. He took advantage of opportunities. He he uh he's a winner. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't think anyone will ever say Tom Brady is more talented than Aaron Rodgers, or he's more talented than Patrick Mahomes or Herbert or you know guys like that. You know, but guys like Tom Brady, guys like Joe Burrow, they play they play above their talent. talent. I'll, I'll yeah. say Brady's better than them all. Brady's got more Super Bowls than them all, all of them put hey, together. Facts. How do you facts. define talent? I, I, I see what you're saying, though. But I want to bring up da- our buddy Daz Deals. And thank you, Daz. He's always in our chat. I appreciate him. He knows that. Uh, he put up a good thing. And I don't want to bring up Justin Jefferson because it's the past. I'm not going to live there. But <sighs> I will it's... say this, though, about the because it goes into the mental thing that we talked about. Mm-hmm. You look at Jalen Hurts, someone like Jalen Hurts. Let's use him as an example because he's such a good example for the opposite side. The guy is a mental rock. He was drafted, what, 53 or 54, second round? second round, something like that, I think there was four or five quarterbacks that went in round one that year. Herbert, Tua. That that couldn't matter to Jalen less. Like, he doesn't give a crap at all. All he knows is that he has to go out and handle his business. I think something like that, I think Daz is right. Like, I think that really, really messed with Jalen Rager. Not only like that, I wasn't being able to put it together, but like the city didn't want I you to get it. The city was upset I got drafted for the guy they passed on me for. And then not to, to top it off, to put the whipped cream and the little cherry on top of the Sunday, <laughs> the guy puts up three thousand yards in, in two, two seasons. seasons. <laughs> Oh my God! It's uh, we got to change the subject. It's painful. <laughs> I almost feel bad for Rager. I can't because it's our football oh. team. We got to be better. But I do. I, I just. I just know that. I know how mental works, man. That that's tough. That is tough to to take in, especially if you're a guy like Jalen, who he takes things to heart a little bit more. Jalen Rager, that is. He takes things to heart a little bit more. He's a little bit more sensitive, which is okay. We're all human beings. Everyone's different. But that I, th- I think that really messed with him, man. That 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 whole Jefferson thing. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not going back. I don't I don't live in the past. I'm not saying I wish Jefferson was an Eagle. Look, we got Devontae and AJ. We wouldn't have them now if that was the case. But I'm good. I'm good too. But I I, I do wonder like it's an obvious thing, but maybe it's like maybe it really screwed with him. Like and Je- by the way, Justin Jefferson, you know what his offseason consisted of? He's out there on interviews with the NFL Network saying, I'm going to be the best receiver in football this year. I believe him, Undoubtedly. Too. That's what he's saying. Like, think about the, the different trajectories there. Think about what Jalen might be thinking when he looks at that. You know, that might be that, – that, that's – and another good comment here, Big Easy says he doesn't care about Jefferson. It's a lot of the personal things. Now, we could argue about the Jefferson, but, man – he has really had some tough personal stuff happen too right yeah. before the season the last two years. This season he lost Jeff Gladney, his great friend from TCU. Yeah, he was the ball bearer. He was the ball bearer at his funeral. He was a friend like that. Last year, I forgive me, I can't think of the guy's name that he lost last year, but same instance. He lost like one of his childhood best friends right before the season. And again, we're talking about a guy that takes things a little bit more. He's a little bit more emotionally sensitive, which is okay. Everyone's different, but that that those things are 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 also things that I definitely think about. Good comment by Big Easy there. Yeah, you know it was interesting you say that because you know there's two people, you know, there's two kinds of people in this world. There are people who rise to the occasion, and there are people who crumble under the pressure. And 
I believe Jalen Hurts, you know, those those situations he dealt with, and I do not minimize them all, minimize them at all. I've dealt with, you know, tremendous loss throughout these past handful of years. Um, you know, every year I felt like I was losing somebody very close to me, and I know what that's like, you know. So, but you have a you have a choice. You have a choice to either live for that person and play up to your potential like that person would have wanted you to, or you can wallow in self-pity and, and, and continue and continue to ask why, ask why, and just lose sight of yourself and lose sight of your goals. I think Jalen Hurts needs to needs to channel that, channel that emotion, channel that that sadness, that grief. He needs to channel that into Rager, you meant Rager. I'm sorry, Rager. I'm sorry, Rager. Yeah, Rager, Rager needs to he needs to channel that, you know, recycle re, re, recycle that energy, and use it to, and use it to propel him going forward. Like, look, when we when we drafted Rager, yeah, I wanted Jefferson, but once he once he got his jersey, I might look him. Rager, let's rock, let's get it, you know, let's get it done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to win, and it just seemed like he couldn't really get out of his own way. Like, so at this point. If Rager, and this is another question I want to ask you too about, you know, snaps, right? You know, becomes Jalen Rager. You know, I want to ask you this. I'm not really a betting man, but mm-hmm. I want to ask you this. You know, are you taking the over or under on Jalen Hurts? I'm Jalen Rager, excuse me, Jalen Rager. Uh, you know, being involved with 50 percent of the offensive snaps, I'm offensive taking snaps. You taking he's it got, under? He's got to prove it to me before. I mean, look, I, what I said is all hearsay in a way. You know, can right. we put it together? If he can put it together, I think maybe he finds himself on the field this year. But that's all a big if. And I don't like to live. Like you said, you're not a betting man. I don't like to live on the ifs. You know, I like to live mm-hmm. in the reality. So, I don't know. I, it would be tough for me to say that. But, look, I do think he has talent. I don't think he's a washed, awful, non-talented player. I think he's got talent. I think he can be something for this team. I don't know. Maybe his time here is done, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. Like McMullen, just as simple as that. Like, yeah. McMullen always says, <laughs> McMullen always says, hey, listen, you put him in Green Bay, I bet you Aaron Rodgers figures him out. <laughs> but, but John makes a good point. And, and look, it goes back to the quarterback, and I don't want to go beat that bush down, but John makes a good point, and it's a valid point. Whether you love Jalen Hurts or you hate Jalen Hurts, that point should be considered for sure, you know. We don't have a quarterback that is making life easy on wide receivers. We just don't. That's fine. You can like Hurts for what he brings, but you can also have to acknowledge that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, you guys, we're going to go into the second half hour of the show. We're going to take another break. I want you guys to smash final that like half, button. Final half hour. <laughs> yeah, final half hour, exactly. We want, you, we want you guys to smash that like button. Make sure you guys are locked in on Jacob Sports. This is Burry's 365. He's Xander Krause. I'm Tone De- Tone to shows the second filling in for John McMullen and Jody McDonald. Those guys are handling their business down at training camp. Don't go too far, you guys. This is Burry's 365.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back to Birds 365. He's Xander Krause, and I am your guy, Tone the Shields II. We're filling in for the legends, John McMullen and Jody McDonald. Those guys are taking care of business down at training camp. John's covering the team, and Jody Mack is handling his business with WIP. But, you know, I was talking to Xander behind the scenes, and uh, I know we talked about the wide receivers, the quarterback, but, you know, I think it's about time we start to talk about the opposition and exactly what we're exactly what we should be looking forward to with this Philadelphia Eagles team in the 2022 season and I just wanted to go through some of the games on the schedule with you Z and just figure out you know you know how you know how are you gauging these games you know are they wins are they losses for you you know um you yeah, know what room might hate me after this segment oh man here we go here we go this is this this, this is Look, what I'm, they've been waiting for I'm nervous about this start of the season <laughs> Oh man, so let's just all right. Let's do it like this, right? Because I've already done my wins and losses. I've, I've, right. I've, I already had my prediction, but you know, let's go through each week, and I want to just I want to just gauge where you are with this. All right, so week one, Detroit. Where are you with that opponent? I think they're being slept on. Agreed. I think they're being slept on. I think everyone's acting like the twenty twenty two Lions or the twenty twenty one Lions or even the twenty twenty Lions. I think they're a good team. Um, I think the Eagles win that game. I think they should win that game. I have concerns that they might come out a little bit flat. 
Um, but I, I think, I think, I don't know. I, I think it's a, a repeat of last year's week one in Atlanta where uh, great game plan from Nick Sirianni, great execution from Jalen Hurts and the team. Uh, and they, and they beat that opponent pretty, pretty handily. I, I, I don't think, I don't think Detroit can, if they look, put it this way. If they beat us week one tone, it might be a long season. And I, I hope to God not. I, but I think the Eagles handle business pretty easily there. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. I think I think Detroit is being slept on tremendously. Yeah, I like, really like Dan Campbell, man. Yeah, I, really I like, like I like their wide rec- I like their wide receiver room. I like their running back core. Um, you know, they have a pretty good offensive line too. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how this thing pans out, man. They're you know, they're gonna be on hard knocks this year. And this team understands the assignment right now. They know they know how last season went for them. And they're 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 and we we smacked we beat the brakes off them last year. So they're looking for some redemption, especially in, you know and you know in in Ford Field and in, in, in their in their home and their home stadium. They they want to get this W. And on top of that, the the, the beginning of a season week one is always a crapshoot. You know there are teams that are supposed to win and they lose. Teams that are are supposed to lose and they win. Like you can't you can't really predict. You can't gauge a season off of week one. You know what I'm saying? We all remember when the Packers got smacked by the Saints in week one last year, and then uh, and then they go on to win seven or eight straight games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can't you can't, you can't really, you know, judge a team based on that. You know, every team is 0-0. Yeah, no, well, no- I want to throw one point in on the on the line. Just <laughs> someone brings up a good point in the chat. You like Jared Goff? <laughs> not at all. No, I don't. I think he's trash. But no, here's what Jared Goff makes me think of. And it's not good for Eagle fans, so get ready. He makes me think of him and Jimmy G, and I worry that Jalen Hurts falls into this category, right? We talked about this at the beginning of the show or, or in uh, segment number two or whatever it was where we dove deep into Jalen Hurts. If Hurts wins those playoff games, okay, let's say next year is the year that we take the real next step and – we get to an NFC championship game. Are, are Eagle fans going to feel like San Francisco fans with Jimmy G and Ram fans when they had golf? Remember, those two men led their teams not only to an NFC chip, Super but to the Super Bowl. They won the NFC with Jimmy G. And Jared Goff. So my point is, if Hertz does that for us, but he doesn't win the big dance, is it still not enough? Like, is it still like the front office is sitting there like like Les Snead was or like um, John Lynch was and is like, hey, oh, we made it far, but it boy, if we had a passing quarterback, yeah. we'd win that game. I think it depends on how it looks, right? That's you my know? worry. And that's why I, I was – someone brought up Jared Goff, and I immediately thought about it, and I had to get it out. But I don't know. I don't know. I think Jared Goff's a stiff. But let's get back yeah. to the schedule. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. So, uh, week two, Minnesota, how do you think that goes? I think we lose. I, I think that's a tough game. I think they come in here. I think they have a new coach. I think they, they put that – I love Zimmer as a defensive corner, but I think he was ancient as a head coach. He wasn't able to adapt, especially when you get a guy like Justin Jefferson. I think they 
that Kevin O'Connell guy, I don't know anything about him. I have no no clue whether to tell he's going to be a good NFL head coach. But I do know that he just coached under Sean McVay. And they had a really innovative, smart system with how they distributed the ball. You know, look at Matt Stafford. He came in, and he's a great passer. But, like, holy crap, that guy, he really threw for some yards. Well, Kirk Cousins, I kind of see him. I see Kirk Cousins now just like I saw Matt Stafford in Detroit, if that makes sense. Mm. They're great passers. They're great throwers of the football. Really, they're really good quarterbacks, but they don't have anything any anywhere near the things around them to get to where they need to go. So you add this new coach, you got your 3,000-plus yard receiver in Justin Jefferson. You got a great back um, in Dalvin Cook. I don't know how good their offensive line is, so that might be a little bit of a shaky thing for them. I've known they've struggled with their lines, but I really worry about that Vikings game. They're coming into town. I think Jefferson wants to come here and make us hate them even more. I don't know. I, I, that's one of those games that I think the Eagles could get caught and they could lose that game. It's the home opener, though, so I hope not. Right, and, you know, the Eagles, they weren't really the best team at home. They were 3-5 and five at home last year. Yeah, so, which is not that good. Um, which, which, is not, which is unlike them, as a matter yeah, of fact. Last year, unlike. in general, was, un, was, was unlike any other year. We were terrible when it comes to the sacks, which is not common for us. We weren't a good home team, which is not common for us. You know, you know things just were out of whack. But, okay, so, so far you got this team starting the season 1-1. One and one. Okay. Now, week three, Washington. Remember, that's a road game, so. What do you have the how do you have the Eagles on winning that game? I'm not a big Carson guy, dude. I, I just I, I know his he's got skills and all. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of look, this is the theme of the show today, Tone. He doesn't have the other stuff to be a great quarterback. He needs to get that other stuff, and that's something I don't think you can acquire. I think that mental stuff, you either have it or you don't. And I, I don't know. I think Eagles can. I think the Eagles should win that game. I worry they drop a dud in Washington, and Carson puts up 350 on us and laughs all the way to the bank. <laughs> but no, I think we win that game. I think we should win that game. I think we're a better team than them. I think we should win that game. I like that. I, I like uh, starting two and one. All right, maybe the, maybe they won't be too mad at me. We're two and one right now on on it's, my schedule. Hey, hey, listen. If it means anything, I had to start in two and one as well. We just we just um flip flop the uh the, the Minnesota and the Washington game. Okay. I actually have I actually have us uh being oh, so uh, you Minnesota. Think, you think Carson's gonna beat us out of the box? I do think so. I think I Ooh, think it's gonna be an ugly game. I think it's gonna be an ugly game. I don't think it's gonna be a a, a shoot. I don't think he's gonna just completely just. You know, gun us down. No, I don't think no, it's going he's to be not, bad at all. Um, I just think, I just think it's a road game, and I, I just feel like we're going to split. I, I think Washington is better than people say, and I, and uh, I just, I just have a feeling we're going to split with Washington this year. Yeah, the and guys I, on Sports Take have been saying that a lot. Just that they think that Washington has fallen under the radar in this NFC East. They're yeah. not great, but they're not bad. They're not a bad football team, and they have, a, they have a very competent. They're going to play hard. They're going to play yeah, hard. And, you know, I feel like Washington is that kind of team that they can beat anybody on their best day, on their on, on, on their best day. Like their defense is legit. Um, they have weapons. You know, they got Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin. Um, uh, Sims is coming yeah, back. Dotson kid, man. I really um, like him, too. You know what I'm saying? They have, they have a good running back in Antonio Gibson. Um, they, have a, they, they have a decent, not great, decent offensive line. Um, you know, so and then and then now they have a quarterback that. Mentally, doesn't really have the goods, but when he's hot, he's hot. So it's one of those things like I don't want to just completely dismiss them, 
so I had that as a loss uh, on the road because, you know, I just have us beating them at home later on in the season. Um, but let's move on to week week four, Jacksonville. Um, we're at home. We play Doug Peterson, the, the Dougie Bowl. So uh, how do you think how do you think that goes for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles? One, dude. I think we're so much better as a team than them. Mm-hmm. But something inside of me is telling me <laughs> that Doug is going to come to Philly. He's going to have Howie and Lurie on a silver platter, and he is going to do everything he can to beat this football team with a lowly Jacksonville Jaguars. That game is circled on his schedule, I'm telling and you. What, a, what other way could Doug Peterson stiff Howie harder than that? I mean, dude, I just came onto your turf with my team that has won like two games in like ten years, one of the worst the, franchises by, in sports history. By, by the way, my statue is outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my statue's out front. I'll see you guys later. Like, I really worry about that with uh, with week four. I think we're a way better team than them, though. Come on, I mean, we should win that game. If we don't win that game, that's going to be a fiery week in media. Tune in to Jacob that week. Oh yeah, for sure. So so that's a win for you. Yeah, chalk that up as a win. Okay, got it. All right, I had that as a win as well. So you, so you and I are, are pretty much um, neck and uh, neck and neck. We both had the Eagles starting three and one. I think Eagle Faithful has me floundering. I told myself Jacksonville was going to win that game a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I changed my mind after that after that Hall of Fame game. Um, yeah, they watched, look, oh man, they they, they had they have no depth. Yeah. They have you heard Collinsworth talking about it. He's like, yeah, I know Doug is going to try and turn this thing around, but it, it's going to take a little bit of time. That is not an organization. Like, you could you could crap on the Eagles all you want for where we've been, but, like, when we fired Doug and we hired Nick, Nick came into a good organization, a well-run organization. Things were straight. The, 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 the owner knew what he's doing. The, the management was on point. You know, everything worked. Doug just inherited a cesspool down there, so – He's gonna. It's gonna take him, I think, a year to get that thing like even close to on the rails, or like just in the right direction. Remember, there's a lot more that goes to a football team than just like tossing the ball on the field. You know, like he's got to set up his his departments, everything. I think Doug is gonna have to like completely rebuild that franchise. Completely. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah, that's a five year project for sure. Um you know, watch Doug run a Philly special in Philly. Oh no. <laughs> if he wins and he does that, uh oh, Daz, hang it up, dude. We might listen, as well hang it up for the year. Listen, I'm packing it in. I'm packing it yeah, in. Right. We got about 12 minutes left in the show. Let's try to run through these real quick. So uh week five, Arizona. Is that a win or a loss for you? I'm not a big Kyler Murray fan. That's a win for me. Okay. I had that as a loss because we're yeah, I don't think they're that good. I think they're overrated. I think Cliff Kingsbury's overrated. I think Kyler Murray's I overrated. Yeah. I think he was win that ball game. Yeah, I don't even think we lose because of them per se. I just don't think we play well in Arizona. We don't play well in the desert, you know. For some yeah. reason, like we There's haven't. Something we, we said about that. We we haven't been able to win down there. Um, yeah, that so kind of I'm, stuff needs to go though. Like we we can't be having that. Tom right. Brady doesn't lose games because he doesn't like the desert. We gotta exactly. cut that. We gotta cut that out. If we want to be agree. an elite team, we gotta win games we're supposed to win. I agree. I agree. So now this is interesting. You had the Eagles so far starting. Four and one. Whoa, I have a, whoa, whoa. I have us I have a starting three and two. So you're so I don't know what you meant by people are going to be upset with you, but so yeah, far I, I think, I'm I'm no, I'm yeah, all right. Keep keep rolling here. Let me let me get a couple more of these out. Let's see where we find. All right. All right. So Dallas, week six 
Um, we're at home. I had that as a win. What do you have that as? I had that as a loss. Okay. And I don't, I don't, I don't, don't want to. Okay. So by the bye, Jalen you Hurts and I are the same four and two. Jalen Hurts is going to have to beat Dallas. This city Absolutely. cares about beating Dallas. He's going to have to beat Dallas. He played terrible in that game last year. I know we only played the first one and we mailed it in on the second game, which I thought was stupid. Yeah. But he's got to be better, man, because I don't know if you remember that game well. I know it was early in the year last year. I, think oh, it I remember Sunday. it vividly. I think it was a Monday night game or a Sunday yep. night game. It was a, a uh, primetime game. It was prom time. Yeah, yeah and, and we got wiped. We, I mean, they wiped us. We got, we got waxed. It was yeah, bad. we got waxed. So that can't happen. Uh, but I think Dallas wins. Okay, so you have so you have the Eagles starting four and two. Man, you're on the same. Man, you're on the same. On the same. And then we go into a bye, right? So if we yep, go to the bye four and two, I'll feel pretty good about the Eagles. I, I think feel, that, I I feel think really that, good yeah, about I think the season. That's pretty good. Absolutely. All right. So uh, week seven is the bye. Week eight, Pittsburgh. I have that as a win. What about you? A win. I don't, I don't like their quarterback situation. Uh, you know, my, people talk about Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is. A, I think they would. They would. They would be really pumped to get Jalen Hurts in their room over there. I, I'm not high on Kenny Pickett. I wasn't in the draft. I just don't think he's going to have the skill that translates. Maybe I'm wrong on him, and uh, I don't think much of Mitch Trubisky either. Yeah, I, and I also I, I think their offensive line sucks. Um, so yeah, right. uh, week nine, Houston on the road. I think that's a win. What do you say? Yeah, man, I got the Eagles looking pretty good. I, I have another ske- win here. The schedule, the schedule's favorable. I have it's another favorable. win here. I, I don't think Houston can beat us at all. If Houston beats us, there's a we got a coaching lapse, a player lapse, something. Something went majorly wrong if Houston beats us. Absolutely, absolutely. So week week ten, Washington at home. I have that as a win. What about you? I had I had us win in that first one, right? In yep. at home. Yep. No, but the, but, the, but the first one, we're at FedEx. Okay. Have, first one, I had that as a win, though. Right, right. Yeah, I think we sweep them. I think okay. we beat them. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Carson gets any sort of revenge on us. Got it. Now, week 11, Indianapolis. I had that as a loss. What do you say? Who was that? Who was the opponent? I was reading the chat. Uh, The Colts. So, you know, Matt Ryan's their quarterback. They have Jonathan Taylor at the running back position. You know that defense is Frank legit. Frank Reich led team, so they're Frank Reich. Well, on the well, on the road. We're, we're going to Lucas Oil on the road. I think that's a loss, honestly. Yeah, remember, I think remember, I don't Nick, know. Is, Nick is a Frank. Dude, I can't be giving us all these wins. We're not going to go thirteen and three or thirteen and four. <laughs> but part of me wants to say we win that game. I don't. I don't. I don't really think that highly of the Colts. Okay, like, I'm, where I'm, do you rank I'm, them in the AFC? Oh. Uh, that's a good question. I think they improved at the quarterback position just from a stability perspective. I think I think all I think all those games that Carson lost, I think Matt Ryan wins those games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's that's a good point. Matt Ryan so, cleans up some of that crap that Carson Wentz brought. Yeah. Yeah. So is that a win or a loss for you? It's called a loss. I think it's a loss. I, okay. I like Frank Reich. He's been on the Jacob Channel a few times. He's He's won my heart over, so uh, I'm going to go Frank Reich for now. Until Sirianni graces the channel. Come on, Nick. Right. You know what I mean? Come on, Nick. Let's go, Nick. <laughs> Listen, he's not gracing his channel until this team wins a division. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, you might be right about that. <laughs> so, uh, week 12, Green Bay. Um, I have that as a loss. What do you yeah, have that I think is? that's a loss. I think Aaron Rodgers is just too good. Right. And now, the, and Grant, the, the, last time, the last time we played him, we beat him at Lambeau. 
but that was a different that, that was a different was that, situation. Was that Jalen Hurts' rookie year? No, that was uh, that was yeah, Carson Wentz. That, that wasn't Jalen Hurts' rookie year. No, was that the game that Jalen came in, bro, and replaced no, Wentz. I no, thought that that was no, Green no, Bay. no, 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 no. We lost that game. We played Green Bay, but we lost. Right, we lost, lost that the, game. the, the okay. season before we played Green Bay. That was the year we made the playoffs. Carson went out with the concussion in Seattle. Right. Okay. Okay. So um, last time we played him, we actually lost. But the, the time before that, we beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we beat the Packers. Yeah, neither do I. Our week thirteen, Tennessee. I think that's a win. I think that's a win. I don't. I don't like their team. I don't. I don't like their quarterback. I think. I think. I like their worse. coach. I like their head coach. I think Mike Vrabel is a smart guy. I think he's got his team playing. But I don't. I don't. I don't think their quarterback is good. I. I actually hate their quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'm not a Ryan Tannehill fan at all. I do not. I think. I mean, granted, I respect him for revitalizing his career in Tennessee, but. I just don't think he's that good, you know. I just yeah, Daz makes a good point to go back to the Colts. That defense matches up really good versus us. They really have, their linebackers are fast and good, so that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough game. Jalen's gonna yeah. have to air the ball out a little bit. In that game. I'm, I'm I'm glad he brought that up. Matchups are everything. Yeah, um, matchups are big. Yeah. So we, uh, week fourteen, the New York Giants. That's a win. It's a win. No, no need no need to talk too much about those guys. I got um, I got a sweep in the Giants again this year. Yeah, I, Actually, I no, agree. we didn't sweep them last year. We lost the game because Jalen right. dropped the ball. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, Hurts, her, Hurts played, he happened to play his worst game of his career. Uh, but um, week 15, Chicago, I had that as a win. What about you? Holy crap, man. I got a lot of wins on the schedule. That's a win. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think much of them. Okay. Week 16, Dallas on the road, loss. Christmas Eve. I had that as a loss on Christmas Eve. I, had that I think as a Dallas loss. sweeps us this year, sadly. You think so? Yep. I think they beat wow. us. Wow. I think we beat Washington and the Giants twice, but I think Dallas beats us. Wow. Dude, the only way I think we beat Dallas – and maybe maybe, maybe it will happen. See, but, I have a splitting with Dallas. Yeah, but, but why? Like, what makes you say that? I'm curious because uh, they literally beat the brakes off us last year. I get that. And they beat the brakes off us again when we mailed it in. Now, we mailed it in, so it doesn't really matter, but – Yeah, I get that. I, the the reason – Compete with Dak. No, and I, look, I, I know you. people are like, oh, you're silly. I was like, oh, 42 million for Dak. I'd rather have Jalen for 1.5 and Dak for 42. Well, watch no, Dak spend no, that Dak, ball. I, I think Dak's top ball. 10 quarterback. 100%. I do too. I think Dak is good. I think Philly discredits Dak because they dislike Dallas, which is fine. That's going to be Philly. but Yeah, but, you know. I don't know. I, I don't see us beating them. I really don't. I, I just, think they're a good team. Really quickly, I think, I think, we, I think we split with them because – I think losing Amari Cooper is going to affect them more than they think. Yeah, he's really good. Um, Amari Cooper took a lot of pressure off of – Amari Cooper was Dak's safety net. And 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 also Amari Cooper took a lot of pressure off of off of uh, CeeDee uh, Lamb. Now, I believe CeeDee Lamb is going to have a great year this year. Yeah, but He's, he's a know, true one. He's um, a true one. Yeah, Michael 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 Gallup is um, going to be starting the season um, injured. He might not be back until November or December, something like that, because of, because of the ACL. I think that um, – I think their defense is still good. I think their defense – Well, Kyle Rogers is right here. He puts Dallas roster got worse and Philly got better. Those yeah. are facts. I, that's a fact. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a undisputable fact. fact. My, yeah. my my real worry there is that I think Dak Prescott is a lot more competent of a quarterback than I think a lot of Philly 
faithful gives him credit for. Yeah, and I mean he does well against us, but you know, I he think his really defense well I think it. this defense, I think this I think this defense just got has gotten like significantly better, man. And like these corners, like I'm expecting a big year from Marcus Epps. I just I I I just think this defense got so much better that it's going to be a closer game and it's going to be it's going to be more within reach. But well, um, I, I certainly hope so. I despise the Cowboys. I literally yeah. hate everything about them. I hate their owner. I hate their coach. I hate all, I hate them all. Oh, I just think that Prescott's a really good quarterback. I think, but I don't think he's an elite quarterback. He's really he's good. He's really I think he's, he's good, the Hall of really he good. On him. Like he, I watched. I forget what it was. I think it was the Thanksgiving game because I was over at my cousin's house for Thanksgiving last year. And we had the NFL on the TV, obviously, as most households do. And I just remember that one pass I watched of, of Dak, like, falling back, someone pressures in his face, and he just delivers this bullet right in the middle of the field through two defenders, right to CeeDee Lamb, right in his, right in his nook. And I'm just like, I, I just – I don't know. Yeah, if it was the Buck. It was the you know we got a couple. I don't of know if Hurts show. can do that. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. Her. Like I yeah. like st- stood in the pocket. Off balance. Coming lines collapsing and boom. Like that's talent. That's 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 talent and pinpoint accuracy. Can't Absolutely. take that away from Dak. Absolutely, man. You know, for me, it was that that Buccaneers game. He went below for blow with Tom Brady at the at week one, blow for blow, and they were this close to winning that game. But you know, Tom Brady does Tom Brady things. All right, we got about a minute left in the show. New Orleans and the New York Giants in the season. Um, I have those both as wins. What do you say? Um, damn, man. If I put these as two wins, what's my what's my record gonna be? Oh, I'm gonna tell you really quickly. So I need to know what they are. Oh, uh, wins and losses. Wins and losses. Talk to me. I think we win them. I think. Before I give my final answer, let me put that out. I think we're better teams than both of them. Okay. But I'm nervous about – let me see this real quick. If you give those teams wins, I mean, if you give us wins against those teams, that means – Giants is a win. Chalk Giants is up as a win. That's a win. What I'm wondering is the Saints. Just, they don't. They don't have Sean Payton. Remember, Sean Payton is not there. Sean Payton. Who's their quarterback? Jameis Winston, who's co- who, who's coming off an ACL tear, who um who hurt who hurt his ankle and in camp. I actually like Jameis a little bit more than others do. No, I, I like Jameis too. I think he's I think he's five talented. K yards, yo. Yeah. And Bruce yeah. Arians didn't run a good offense that year. I know we At had thirty all. picks and thirty touchdowns, but Bruce Arians was like super pass happy and was 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 pretty undisciplined in the way he ran that offense. So I I, I think um. I think the Saints might win that in a squeaker. Okay, so a loss for the Eagles. Okay, so that means you have the Eagles. Uh, one, two, three, four. That that means you have the Eagles' record at eleven and six. Not bad. All right. That's not bad. Not That's bad. About what I was thinking. I, I had us at twelve and five. Okay. And and where we differed really was that Saints game, um, and the Minnesota games and, and so, Dallas. So, and 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 Dallas. I think I think we split with them. Yeah, but you guys. I think I think Philly's going to have this reaction to a lot of it. No, I, I no, I swear, I, I swear, I swear to God, like I, I can't, I, I, can't I can't deal. I, I do not, you know, because you know, I do the Super Bowl. If Dallas sweeps us twice, we'll never stop hearing about it from their stupid fan base. I'll never hear. I will never hear the end of it because you know I do the whole content creation thing, and I will never hear the end of these guys. They yes. are, they are cancer. But you guys, it's been a fun show. That was a great show. Hey, we're yeah. let me tell you, we're not Mac and Mac, but I think we did a pretty good job. <laughs> For sure, man. For sure, I would. Uh, you know, 
I really, I really enjoyed it, man. This is the first time you and I have actually really, we've really been able to really do the sparring thing, uh, you know, you know, in a public forum live. And I really sure, appreciated yep. it, man. And also shout out to our guy, Rick Severtel. You know, he did his best, you know, um, you know, just in technical difficulties. He's yeah. technical difficulties. He's Sounds on the like road. We need, we need some work on Rick before we get his show. <laughs> <laughs> right. For, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know, he, you know, he's on the road, you know, doing his scouting thing. And, um, you know, he just had, he, he tried to come in and pinch hit for us, but you know, nonetheless, you know, it was what it was. And we appreciate him. Shout out to uh, Jody Mack. Shout out to John McMullen. Those guys are always a masters are always masters of their craft. And, you know, most importantly, we appreciate you guys for being patient with us. You know, you guys have you got you guys have been in the live chat, staying extremely active. You guys have actually pushed the numbers to this live chat just as you know, just as far as it would be if it was John and Jody here. So we really appreciate you guys locking in on Birds 365. We're gonna get and out I got of here. One thing, I got one thing to tell the people before we get out of here. Yes, sir. If you wanted to hear Johnny Mac today, which I'm sure all of you did, that's fine. I, I believe me, I don't have an ego. I'm sure you wanted to hear Johnny. <laughs> Tonight at 7 p.m. Our boy Tone and John will be back live on Football 24-7 for the Day 9, Training Camp Day 9 recap. And those have been really, really good recaps. John gives you everything you need to know and hear from what went on at practice that day. And Tone does a great job at getting them into the conversation. So make sure you tune in tonight at 7 p.m. for that. Hey, you guys heard it here first. If you want more from John McMullen, that's football 24-7 tonight at 7 p.m. Also, if you want more from John McMullen, check him out on jkibsports.com where you can read his articles. You can check out any and all things Philadelphia Eagles by way of John McMullen. But that's that's all we have for you guys today. He's Xander Krause. I'm Tone DeShields II. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you guys continue to comment and support Jkib Sports. And I'm going to do my best Jody Mack impression. We'll be back with you guys in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.